fucking. Hello, everyone. You are checking out the World of WWE podcast. I am your host, the Mouth of the North. And, and of course, I am joined by my other host of our show, Macho Man Dig it. <laughs> Can you dig it? I love the Nobody road. Nobody does better. <laughs> I feel like Macho Man never gets like enough credit in the world of wrestling. He's always like shit talk and everything. Poor Macho. Yeah. It's okay. So thank you guys for checking out the World of WWE podcast. You are listening to us because you want to know what happened on Monday Night Raw on July 26, 2021. And we are going to tell you. But first, before we do, we want to thank you for checking us out. If you're listening to us on Spotify, awesome. Make sure you like our podcast so that then you get notified when new episodes uh, pop up. Also, you can hear us on YouTube, which is great because along with our voice recording, you can also see pictures of the moments and matches that we are talking about in the YouTube video. So make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. Stay notified when new stuff comes out on YouTube. And it is really so easy to do that because once you hit the notification bell, you have to do nothing else. That's it. That is it. You get the you get an alert and it says it'll show you. It'll be like a link will pop up on your phone and be like, oh, Anthony's or the World of WWE uh, Monday Night Raw episode is premiered. You click on it and it's there. And then you don't even have to like search for us. That is the easiest. Thing. I tell people, Dan, like that's the go-to to do. Like, make sure you you hit the notification so you don't even need to look for us. It's hard. There's a lot of different podcasts out there, and if you hit the notification bell. You'll be sure that you're listening to us. Yeah. So we're also on Facebook, World of WWE Podcast. Our group is growing. We currently have 26 members. That is awesome. Make sure you continue joining on there. I post a lot of cool videos and a lot of cool nostalgia as long uh, as well as the podcast as they premiere on Spotify. Also, we're on Instagram, and all that all that will be in the description. You can find all of us there. So, Monday Night Raw. We're in Kansas City. Haven't been there in a long time. And the first person that shows up on our screen is the new WWE Raw Women's Champion, Nikki, almost a superhero. She comes down, and she says that she did not have any confidence before but now it's okay for her to fail. And she knows that we all can be almost superheroes. So she's making this whole gimmick like, you know, it's okay to fail, you know, <laughs> keep trying. Charlotte Flair comes down. Charlotte laughs at Nikki and says that no one believes Nikki is like a legit champion. Pretty much she says that Nikki weird to take uh, advantage of her last week. Charlotte says she's a sex. She successfully beat Rhea Ripley, and Ripley didn't stand a chance because, or no, I'm sorry. Charlotte said that in her match against Nikki Ash, she didn't stand a chance because Rhea was already had already like knocked her down. She wasn't on her feet and she was not ready, and that Nikki stole her title. Charlotte says that she will get her rematch at SummerSlam, or and Nikki will bow down. 
And then Charlotte says that everyone is jealous of her. Rhea Ripley then comes down. Ripley says, yeah, we're all so jealous of you, Charlotte. It's hard not to be jealous of someone who held the title for one day, which was a good, you know, plater. Rhea says, it should be me against Nikki at SummerSlam. Nikki says that it's time for a metamorphosis and she will be the leader of change in the Raw Women's Division. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce come down and they announce that it will be a triple threat match at SummerSlam. The Raw Women's Champion Nikki, almost a superhero, taking on Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Charlotte then challenges Nikki to a match tonight. Nikki accepts. And then Charlotte Flair attacks Rhea Ripley from behind, but Nikki Ash sends her out of the ring. A lot of stuff going on here. The main point of this all is that we're going to see a triple threat match at SummerSlam. Nikki, almost a superhero, defending against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Dan, what are your thoughts on, you know, Nikki has been a champion now for a week. What are your thoughts on her as being a champion so far? And we now know the Raw Women's title match for SummerSlam. What do you think? Do you feel like it's, it's, I mean, as they've already had so many triple threat matches, why do they need another one? Yeah. I mean, that's just me, though. Um, I think it's fucking stupid that, you know, they had uh, Nikki, almost a superhero, which, again, I think is a fucking stupid name, too. I don't understand. I, I always just call her Nikki Ash. That's literally what it, I call her. It, it literally takes away from what you're talking about because it's such a mouthful of Nikki, almost a superhero. It's like, then by the time you're done, you don't even, you can't even talk about anybody else. Go ahead. Um, I hate the gimmick. I honestly, I feel like she's like the uh, girl version of John Cena now because, you know, she targets towards the younger audience, which is okay, but you don't have to use these weird, stupid ones, you know? Um, I hope, you know, something good can come out of this, which I don't see, but, you know, you never know. Um, you have to stay optimistic. Um, like I said, I'm not excited for another triple threat match, but I'm not too excited for it. And Nikki... She has, she's a good wrestler. I'm not going to trash talk her. She's a good wrestler. I just don't like the gimmick that they gave her, or at least the one that she gave herself. Yeah. Um, I, I guess Nikki, as a, almost a superhero, has a uh, potential, I, I guess. I, I, I don't really know what to say about that with the women's championship. We haven't seen too much of it. So <sighs> I think it's freaking stupid that they keep having Charlotte be Rhea. I mean, why yeah like like you totally need that victory you know like we like your father isn't already a 16 time like we need another oh look at me my father was a 16 time world champion so i'm gonna be a 16 time women's champion because i'm so fucking spoiled and shit oh dan is not probably fair player fan i am not she's she shut the fuck up too she she never shuts up <laughs> she comes out. She doesn't. I, it it really bugs me that she doesn't. So um, I hope Rhea wins. I I truly hope she does and gets the title back that she shouldn't have lost in the first place. But you know, that's just my that's my point of view on it. All right. So I. 
for me, it's hard because I really don't want to sound like an asshole, but like Nikki, almost a superhero, is not a main event caliber name. And if you're at SummerSlam in Las Vegas, I don't want to see Nikki almost a superhero against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I want to see Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. If I'm going to SummerSlam, that's what I want to see. But yes, I want to see another Charlotte Flair versus uh, Char- uh, freaking Rhea Ripley match. I don't want to see it. It was trash to begin with. The first match was good when it was like at WrestleMania. But then when Rhea got the World Women's Championship and this whole new Charlotte, uh, no, it, it doesn't match well. I didn't mind their Money in the Bank match. I thought that was pretty good. But um, I just I thought- they had we have freaking win by DQ, but yeah, know. yeah. Well, that's the other problem too, Dan. I feel like the problem is with WWE lately, you know, not lately, but a couple of years, they start a storyline and then they like bring it to a screeching, impactful halt, and they add something. They were just doing a storyline of who is better between Charlotte and Rhea, and now Nikki has a title. That's why I thought when Nikki won that it was gonna be like really sure and they were going to give it to somebody else because i'm just like the whole storyline was around nikki i remember was around charlotte and Rhea, and then nikki comes in out of nowhere takes the title and now it's about her that's that's why it's a little hard for me to grasp all this because don't make the rivalry end that way and then add an extra element finish the rivalry and then add the element of nikki almost superhero because now we don't know in a one-on-one match who would get a fair victory between Rhea and Charlotte. I mean, unfortunately, it would be Charlotte because she has two wins over Rhea. True. But I mean, like, without, like, um, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just. Uh, no, uh, I see what you're saying. It's stupid that they sh- that they start something and then yeah. they kind of end it and then add something into it and then literally bring it back just so they can have that extra element in there. Well, yeah. It makes no like- sense. I feel like Rhea and Charlotte are going to have the same type of rivalry as Kevin and Sammy, where it's like a never-ending fucking rivalry, and they're going to fight till the end of time, and it's just like... But at least Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn can have good matches. True, but do we care anymore? They had a great match. It wasn't hell. That was the best, probably one of the better matches on the card, SmackDown or whatever, Kevin and Sammy, but... um. It's like they're you you watch it because you know they're gonna have a good match. I want the story. I want to watch it because I oh I can't miss this. I want to see what's gonna happen. And that's why WWE used to be good. They don't do that anymore. They don't care. They don't focus so much on the story, and they try and focus on like the match, and the match still ends up being shit. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm not listen. I'm not. I'm a big. I wouldn't have a WWE podcast if I was not a WWE fan. I'm just we're, we're just fans. Too- we just we're judging the project on what we've known they used to do and what they do now, and this and what we've seen they do better. They kind of got a little worse, and then that's why we're kind of judging them. I mean, it's the way a podcast works. Um, Dan, please remind me before we end our podcast. Um. I would like to kind of give a spoiler, not really a spoiler. There was their latest release, and I want to talk about that. Please remind me. And also, we have a special. Dan, you're going to be in the hot seat today because I am going to ask you a bunch of questions. Um, 
not trivia questions, Dan. They're going to be questions about like options, like you know, some of your favorite wrestlers, maybe your favorite, some of your favorite pay per views. We're going to learn a little bit more about Macho Man Dan. Is that okay with you? I'm I'm down for it. All right, I'm excited to learn more about the Macho Man. Dig it. So yes, yeah, so. <laughs> Back to the match. Uh, SummerSlam, I feel like it's going to be a great show. It, do I really want to see Nikki almost a superhero in the match? No. But I will give her the chance. I will give her the benefit of the doubt. She had a great match against Bailey, So I can't count. That wasn't when she had that gimmick, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, but though. Um, and that's the other thing, too, in my opinion. Her gimmick hasn't really done anything different than her normal character. The only different thing she does is she jumps, like, and does, like, a cross body. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, a, a splash. Yeah. Other than that, like, there's no other moveset. It's the same Nikki Cross. But, okay, she's almost... Well, other than her, like, her the way she acts, you know, she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm a superhero. I'm going to go fly now because I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe it's because we're just older and we're not really into that idea maybe that's why we're not so much of a fan of the character i'm not not a fan of the character i just don't think she belongs as women's champion i'm okay with the character in my opinion you guys are going to talk shit to me um it would be yeah. like giving tori wilson well, not talk shit some people not like it would be like making tori wilson the raw women's champion she's a good tori wilson is a good She's good for her role as being a sexy female person, but she's not looked at as a female women's wrestler. Nikki Cross can be a female's women's wrestler, but you didn't see Mighty Molly as the women's champion. You saw Molly Holly as the women's champion. So my problem is Nikki Cross undeniably can be the Raw Women's Champion, but can her gimmick of almost a superhero be legit? Hold up no. to that? No, I don't think so. When you have someone who's almost a superhero as a champion, it's like, who cares? Like, I don't care. You have Almighty and almost a superhero. Great. What's next, Thor? So, all right. But some are saying, we'll see. We're, we're still on the road. There's a lot of twists and turns, so anything could happen by then. But it is true. We're on the road to SummerSlam. Yes, we are. I find it funny. SummerSlam is supposed to be like their second biggest pay-per-view of the year, but like they don't have such a big lead up to it. Like they don't get as excited for it as they should, you know? Well, that's why I was getting excited because I'm thinking, oh shit, with, with fans coming back, they're going to do all kinds of shit. They're going to make it like every week worth, almost like WrestleMania season back in the years ago. Oh, and let me tell you, WrestleMania season hasn't been worth, worth watching in over 10 years. 100%. Yeah. Over 10 years, you, there's no point. Maybe, listen, for WrestleMania, well, that would be 10 years. 2009, 2010, yes. There's, since that time, there's been no good WrestleMania build, in my opinion. But it was not. That's not true. I, I, in my opinion, WrestleMania 32, Roman versus Page, that was at least a good buildup. Yeah, but again, is it a classic match? No, no. So that's what I'm saying. Shawn Michaels. No, it's not a classic match because people hated Roman at the time because of his gimmick. He was, he was like, you know. Yeah, but Dan, go back and watch the match and tell me if it will be in a match that you will ever think main event WrestleMania worthy. And that's the it, thing. Again, it I'm at, It was not main event. I know, but what I'm saying is, is it worthy of it? I'm coming from a point of view of The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
That's my oh, reason. You're right. It wasn't worth that much, you know. That's that, and that's why it's harder for me as an older fan to view it subjectively. Because when I was a kid, it was so good that it's hard for me to be like, okay, guys, it's fine. This is a great. No, you had fucking Stone Cold in the fucking Rock, and now you got Roman Reigns and Triple H over the authority. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rock and Awesome were fighting because it was just. You turn around and they're there. Who else? Like it has to happen. There's well, no to be way. honest, they don't have stars like they did no. back in the day. They don't have Stone Cold, but I mean, no. the good guys they do have, they don't use. But That's also, their- Dan, there's not creative freedom in the character. Stone Cold came up with that Austin three sixteen himself. He's he heard because Jake Roberts at the time, Jake Roberts' character was someone who was always talking about the Bible, and he was like. John 3.16 says, da-da-da-da-da, and then Stone Cold gets on his talking shit, and obviously the rest is history. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. You can sit there and thump your Bible, but Austin 3.16 says, I just whooped your ass. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And no one can think of that. So the problem is... They have these people who they really think are geniuses and can think of that type of quality of content. And they can't because these people, they're not wrestling fans. They're just like producers of TV shows. They're not people who know the history and know what fans want. They know what might also, be- If you go back, Vince McMahon said that he, what he used to do is he used to actually sit by the edge of his pool, come up with things with like, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, fuck. What ah, shit? What was his Bruce name? Um, no, it wasn't Bruce Pritchard. It was uh, Pat Patterson. Pat, Pat, Pat Patterson. Patterson. And uh, the he would come up with lines, and whatever made him laugh, he would always put on the uh, show. Vince doesn't do that anymore, and that's the pro- like. I'm not saying he has to go sit by the pool. I'm not saying that. I'm saying at least he, he at the time knew what made a good wrestler. You know, like now. We don't have that. We don't have people with the passion that Vince did with the wrestling. We don't have that anymore. Let me talk about this. Let me bring this up now because if I don't, then I'm going to forget about Bray Wyatt just got released and we're talking and this is a good, I need to say this here. I feel like WWE does not allow these wrestlers to see their full potential. Bray Wyatt was only WWE champion once. And he's gone from the company. I don't understand. You built these people. This would these people were under your program, the performance center, and you're firing them. You're not giving them the ability to show you what they know, what you know they can do because you created them. And you're firing them, and then they're going to another company, and they're doing amazing things there. They're showing people things that you never let them see, and then you're going to make a comment and say, oh, they're not competition. Well, then, Vince, good fucking luck, because they're going to, Bray Wyatt's going to go and kick your ass, and I can't wait. It's really, like, I'm at the point where I'm now, I'm just like, good, I hope they annihilate WWE in the ratings. And I'm sorry to say that. But as a fan, we have been duped for so fucking long that I'm just like, he needs a real good kick in the ass, man. Because he thinks he's untouchable. I mean, we we thought when the fans were coming back, we're like, all right, they're going to start shaping up. They're not going to, like, spool around like they did before. And they're still doing it. That's the problem. They Carlos think said un- it was all going to change. 
It's John like John Cena's theme song. They think they're untouchable. <laughs> it's true. They do. Because it's just like, we're life. Um, because it, it's just like, he literally say, oh, they're not WCW. Buddy, they're taking all of your wrestlers and they're skyrocketing. They're doing great with them. I mean, look Fucking at my, look at Jericho. I mean, look Rick at Aleister Black. Look at Cody uh, Cody Rhodes. Jake Hager. At least Jake Hager looks a, ten times better than what he did in WWE. Rusev is TNT champion. His character, Rusev? he's the redeemer. Yeah, Rusev is an AEW. Yep, you have Rusev too. Yeah, look, I mean, him, when the fuck his storyline was he was hooking up with Summer Rae. I mean, what the fuck? You know what I'm I saying? Mean, Bobby Lashley and Rusev thing, that was crap. Oh, that was so stupid. That was. So I mean, stupid. and AEW's even building up their guys even better than when they actually came well, on AEW. What's funny is, so when, and I'm sorry, guys, we're going to get back in the raw. When Rusev debuted on AEW, his character was the best man. And the reason why he was called that was because he was brought out at a wedding and they make fun of Rusev because he's been married and have weddings so many times on WWE that it's like they, they literally, when he first came out, he was called the best man. Um, and then now he's, he calls himself the redeemer that he's, he's God's favorite wrestler. That's his character now. Hey, at least that's better than the Bulgarian brute. You yeah. Know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, and this is, I just, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a WWE fan forever. We're, we are hardcore WWE fans. Don't get us wrong, but this you can actually tell that because we're judging WWE on what we used yeah. to know. Yeah. If we didn't judge them and just said, oh, okay, WWE's good, then we're not fans. We're just yeah. going with what they say. That's not a fan. A fan criticizes, tells them what they can actually do, and they don't, you know, that's what a fan does. And we will definitely talk more about Bray Wyatt. Um, in our next podcast, but yeah, he is released, unfortunately. But you know, that doesn't mean it's the end of him at all. Yeah. He's gonna move on to bigger and better things. Up next, they're now they're also calling these non-title matches, aren't they like championship contender or like that they're like different type names now? Because Sheamus, he's the United States champion, he takes on Damian Priest, but it's not for the title. And it's a number one contenders, you mean? No, they're calling it championship contender now because it's oh, even like a no. It's just like number they're one playing. contender made sense. Well, number one contender, it's still around, but this is the reason I'm calling this championship contender is that it's basically if you beat the champion, you 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 can pretty much say that you could be a contender. Whereas number one contender is you're not fading, you're not fighting the champion, you're just facing off for a title shot. It's weird, I know. Yeah. So, anyways. During the match, Sheamus, I, I just took really quick notes about the major points. Sheamus's mask comes off during the match, and Damian Priest got the win after hitting a reckoning. I like Damian Priest. He's one of my favorites in NXT. Sheamus is getting very stale to me. I really like him, but, like, come on now. You've been doing this now for over 13 years. Like, let's go. Give it up. He's still good, but it's just, like, go to AEW or something. Like, I feel like he's not bringing anything to the company. But Damian Priest is really good. He's cool. He's different. I like his finishing move. What are your thoughts? If I'm being honest, I completely forgot uh, Damian Priest was even in WWE. Oh, shit. He's not a fan. Okay. He's not that I'm not a fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan. I like Damian Priest. It's just I completely forgot. They don't use him much. Well, like, he was uh, injured. That's what he was. So after WrestleMania. So, okay. Let me, let me explain that too. 
during the WrestleMania. He was match. injured during the Miz's uh, match at like uh, what was that a backlash? No, 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 this happened. The injury happened before WrestleMania because that's why Bad Bunny was involved in the match a lot because Damian Priest got hurt before. Initially, it was supposed to be Damian Priest versus The Miz, but then Damian Priest got hurt and they added Bad Bunny to the match to kind of like help Damian Priest out because he couldn't really fight. Like they used to do that with Andre. Andre was in a lot of tag matches so that then he could get out of the ring, breathe, catch his breath. And then come back when he needed to. So he he was injured, but he really before wasn't used much either. So anyway, so go ahead. Um, like I said, I, I'm a fan of Damian Priest. I just completely forgot. And to be honest, I also forgot Sheamus was U.S. champion. Like yeah. you said, he hasn't done much for the business lately. And then, and don't get me wrong, I like Sheamus. I mean, he's not my favorite, but I mean. I don't think Sheamus is worth having a title. I mean, what is he? What is even Sheamus's gimmick? Yeah, like, he's now I, a tough guy with a mask. I miss when he was in like the bar. At least in the bar, he was actually kind of good. He was actually contributing. Now it's just like, oh yeah, he's U.S. champion. Exactly. Okay. Really, you don't really care so much about it. But I mean, the match was okay. I guess. I mean. I, I hope someone takes the title away from Sheamus. I do. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, the match was okay. I have no other thoughts about it. It was just like a bathroom break for me. Yeah. Um, it, it really didn't really do much, to be honest. But it was good to see Damian Priest get a win. I like him. So go Priest. Next. <laughs> We have the Raw Tag Team Championships from a rematch for Money in the Bank. The Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos against the Viking Raiders. Um, AJ and Omos got the win after AJ hit his spinning 450 splash. What are your thoughts on that match? I mean, there really wasn't much to talk about. It was just a basic Raw Tag Title match. Yeah, I I like AJ and Omos. I mean, they're not used much, but... They're good wrestlers, and they should be used much. I mean, I don't really know too much about Omas. I mean, he he's an okay wrestler for, you know, his size and everything. He's pretty good. But, I mean, AJ Styles, I feel like, should be doing a lot more than just the tag division. Like, he should be a number one contender for, like, the WWE Championship. So, I'm like, he has that potential, but WWE doesn't use him for it anymore. And, and that's what sucks. I mean, sure, he's bringing some kind of – uh, some kind of attention to the uh, tag division. Like, he's not bringing as much as he should. And, and yeah, he's good with Omos. So, I mean, they got that going. Um, the Viking Raiders, like, don't even really care about too much, to be honest. They're okay, I guess, in my opinion. Listen, they used to kick ass in NXT. They did. I'm sure they did. But, I mean, WWE don't really know how to use them. Yeah. Or at least whoever the fuck runs the tag division don't know how to use them. Um, the match was okay, I guess. I mean, just like you said, a normal raw tag team title match. It wasn't like anything like, oh my god, I have to go back and watch this. Well, I'm be- also getting upset too, Dan, because it's like there's no build up to SummerSlam. They're just having match after match, and nothing's happening. Yeah, they don't have like storylines going on. Like, sure, they have the Rhea Ripley, uh, Nikki Ash one, but like. Uh, what other storyline is going on besides during, that? Like what? Four weeks until SummerSlam. Uh, there's three weeks actually, I believe. No, two. Yeah. No, it's three. Gotta, 
two or three. No, no, it's three weeks because that's because it's on the twenty first and. Yep, it's three. Tomorrow's weeks. August first, so three weeks yeah. exactly. Three weeks, like yeah, and what are they have three more? They have three more Raws to get through and three more SmackDowns to build till SummerSlam, and there's only what like three matches that have been made. Uh, there's only like fucking three storylines. There's the Edge and Seth Rollins. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I didn't watch I'm that. Saying, I'm just saying that's what they're building towards, yeah, no, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're building towards that, the Roman match, and uh, they're, they're building towards the Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, kind of, not really, you know. Um, they're building towards the rear Ripley and Nikki, but that's four of them. Out of what? There's normally like seven or eight matches on SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just at, at that point, it's just going to be like, hey, let's just throw this match in there because you know we need a match for it. Well, this is a good segue because you definitely know this match is probably coming to us at SummerSlam. Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal have been at each other's throats for weeks. Thank oh yeah, you. I completely forgot about that because that's honestly, in my opinion, that what sucks. Yep. Uh, thank God Drew McIntyre fucked up Shanky or Shanky, Shanty, wherever the fuck his name is. He got like 32 cheer shots. Um, and pretty much Jinder Mahal comes down to the ring and he calls Drew despicable and he wants Drew McIntyre to apologize. Jinder has his new attorney. I cannot pronounce this guy's name. All I know is that his ending of the name is Esquire. And Jinder Mahal says that he will sue Drew McIntyre for not apologizing. Um, and he has, um, and then basically Drew McIntyre is like, I'm not going to apologize. Um, he's glad for doing what he did. And he basically starts a chant that says Drew is going to kill you. Um, so then Drew has to take on Veer, who's supposedly going to beat the apology out of Drew. Drew gets a DQ win after Veer brings in a chair and Drew hits a Claymore on the chair. And then after the match, uh, Drew hits a claymore on Jinder Mahal's attorney. Shenanigans, of course. Um, what were your what thoughts? What is this feud even about again? I'm sorry, what is this feud even the about again? The feud is that um, I think... Isn't it about like Drew McIntyre destroyed Jinder Mahal's motorcycle or something? No, like what happened was like, I think there was a match or something and like someone stole Drew's sword. So then fucking Drew destroyed the motorcycle because Drew McIntyre said that his sword was made out of a fucking, uh, the, the, what is it? The swamp monster. What do they call that? The, the person, the monster. Oh, uh, Loch Ness monster. Yeah, he said that the, the the sword was made from the tooth of a Loch Ness monster, and then fucking Jinder Mahal stole it. So then Drew McIntyre ruined Jinder's bike, and then Jinder fucked over Drew, and it was just a nonstop. It was just like a so pretty much they're gonna come head to head at SummerSlam. In, in, in my opinion, this is a main event feud. Not what I mean, like main event, like show. I mean, like the show main event, not like. Oh my god! I was about to say. No, 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 not that kind of man. No, 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 no. Hell no, hell no. I mean, like the show main event, like where the jobbers go. That's what this kind of feud is. No. Yeah. No, this would not deserve to be in the main event of SummerSlam. Hell to the no. I was like, Dan, are we smoking the same thing or what? 
<laughs> I think we might be on two different things. Um, yeah, this is a uh, that's not a great match to be looking forward to. I mean, I am glad to see Drew McIntyre fucking people up, but I mean, realistically, it just seems to me like Drew went from the main event to the jobber. Yeah, well, I mean, not jobber, but yeah, exactly. He's fighting, yeah, 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 exactly. 100%. He's fighting a former WWE champion, Dan. Oh, la-di-da. Oh, wait. Um, didn't, wasn't that WWE champion racist? At least what made him racist? I am going to move on. <laughs> I think. Um, so next up we have, I don't think this match was for the Raw women's, or not Raw, the women's tag titles. I think it's just a championship contender match, like they say. The, wrong, the women's tag team champions, Italia and Tamina, taking on Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Um, during the match, Natty seemed to have injured her leg. This, this is why Tamina pretty much fought the entire match. Tamina got the win for her team after a video package of Lily appears, and Lily is basically mocking the evolution and, you know, keeps, like, showing her around, like, a beach and just, you know, mocking Eva Marie. Uh, she calls it the Lily-lution. Eva gets distracted, and Tamina hits Eva with a super kick. Um this rivalry between Lily and Eva Marie is, uh, it, 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 what do you think? I'm going to add, what do you think? I think, number one, they they got rid of Bray White. Why don't they get rid of, like, fucking, I don't know, Dewdrop or freaking Eva Marie? I mean, they're not doing shit. Like, all right, sure, they're in a funeral or whatever, like, but they're not good, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry to say, I don't care what you get, what anybody's opinion is. It sucks. But can I just say something too? I'm sorry, Dan. I, I don't mean, but like the, the other thing that I don't understand is like Alexa Bliss. I don't get her character anymore. She. I don't even know what the fuck is up with it. She's getting bullied by Eva Marie because she's weird. So she uses Lily to get her. Well, fuck knows at this point. <laughs> Um, but I just go ahead. I'm sorry. So, what do you think about Lily creating a video package of herself and uh, all of that good stuff? <laughs> I think the Lily shit sucks. I don't think it was ever good to begin with. Yeah. I I think if they played it right, the problem is what doesn't make sense is if you're gonna have someone who has demonic abilities, why would that person always lose? And if why we, would that person be bullied exactly? Yes. Like, if you have supernatural powers, no one's going to fuck with you. Like, I stay away from someone who's obsessed by a demon. I wouldn't go on the fucking show and be like, hi, and, like, mock them. It, yeah. it, it, you don't play it right. Like, you didn't see anybody mocking The Undertaker. Or at least no. not. You like didn't see anybody. Haha, I'm not afraid of The Undertaker. He's weird. <laughs> no. And what are we going to do? We're going to see Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie at SummerSlam? Oh, yeah, I totally look forward to that match. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're building matches that people don't care. Give us Becky versus Alexa, Alexa versus Rhea, Alexa versus Charlotte even. Anything. Alexa could do so much better if they knew how to use her. Ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, we both just aren't happy with that whole thing, so I guess we can move on. I do feel bad for Natalia's speedy recovery. I think she's okay, um, but she needs to be held back because you couldn't put any weight on her leg. Next, we have the NXT champion, Karrion Cross taking on Keith Lee. Cross got the win after a Saiyidi suplex and a backhand to Lee's head. And then he locks in the cross jacket, making Keith Lee tap out. 
Um, I'm sorry, Keith Lee tapped out? Yeah, they that made him tap out. fucking dude. Yeah. That big fucking dude tapped out. And the other thing, too, uh, I heard that initially they were going to have Karrion Cross continue to lose, and then Scarlet would come up. But because Jeff Hardy has COVID, they had to nix that plan, and they, you know, now Karrion Cross is beating people. So it doesn't he, even make sense. Karrion Cross could beat fucking Keith Lee. What's next? Um, fucking Kalisto beats Keith Lee. Probably. I'm but, sorry. But I will say though, I will say the only reason why I said that, that this because at NXT Takeover 30, Karen Cross did beat Keith Lee for the title. All right, all right, but still, like, um, I just don't think it was right for them to do that to Keith Lee. I mean, especially after, and that's the other thing too, Dan. Good, good point. They have these people come back and then they lose. Like, what momentum are you giving these people? It's like, yeah, they come. You never see someone called John Cena come back and have him lose. You know, it's like. You don't see uh, you very rarely see Goldberg lose when he comes back. Or even Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is usually fucking winning most of the time. He won what the uh, ECW champion one time. Yep, he was WWE champion. He beat his daughter in an I Quit match. He fucking fought a guy with one leg. He yep, that's true. Leg. He did. Like Jesus Christ, Vince, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, anyways, uh, yeah, that was all there was. It was just a match. Next, we see T Bar and Mace taking on Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Mansoor gets the roll of victory. Really nothing here. What do you think? Eh. Just another bathroom break. That's really what Raw is. Just a fucking huge bathroom break. Like, there's nothing that's really making me like, oh my god, I have to watch Raw for this. 100%. I agree. There's no... And that's bad because, like, the fans literally just came back. It's not... It hasn't even been a month since they came back and you're you're still dragging this onto... Stop it. No one likes this crap that you're giving us. It makes no sense, man. Retribution is broken up, but yet they're still T-Bar and these. Um, Okay. Next, WWE Almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley comes down with MVP, and they basically do their basic trash talk. Um, They're not going to dignify Goldberg with an answer. Cedric Alexander comes down, and he says he's better than Bobby Lashley. That's why Bobby Lashley Kicked him out of the group because Cedric Alexander was a brighter star. Dragging this. What? I see they're still dragging this on. Oh, yep. And then Shelton Benjamin comes down and he um, trashes both uh, Lashley and Alexander. And then Bobby Lashley says he wants both men in a handicap match. So we see. humiliated them enough. I mean, like, uh, they've done this already. I guess they're, I guess not. Um, so they did. For, there's no point in doing it again. Well, maybe, maybe the second time around, the win. Um, fucking better. Bobby gets the quick win after a jackhammer. Excuse me. I am tired today. I don't know what is up with me. Sorry. And I, I guess I'm tired because we're talking about a jackhammer. It reminds me of Goldberg. So. Well, no, he's tired of talk- about talking about fucking Raw, which is like uh, a at this point. <laughs> like, it's terrible. So, Bobby gets the win after a jackhammer on Shelton Benjamin and a spear. Is there anything you want to say about that? I mean, there's really no build. It was just... Nope. Yeah. 
Um, next, we have John Morrison with The Miz taking on Riddle. Omos and AJ Styles come down during the match to distract Riddle, allowing Morrison to hit Starship Pain for the win. After the match, AJ and Omos attack Riddle, and AJ hits the Styles Clash on Riddle. Maybe we're going to see Riddle and Randy Orton against AJ and Omos. I feel like that's going to happen. Or we're going to see Riddle. That would be a good match. If I'm being honest, that would be kind of a good match. Okay, I would yes, but Dan, again, it would be a good match because of three people. Fucking yeah. is gonna stand her on the fucking ant rant. I mean, on the apron, fucking do nothing, come in, hit a big boot, double handed choke slam, pin somebody. That's it. It's like it takes away from the competitors because it's like I want four amazing people. You know, that's why I look for matches. Like if I'm looking at a triple threat, I'm like, okay, well, there's Nikki ASA, there's fucking Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Do they all compliment each other? I feel like Omos doesn't compliment anybody because he's too goddamn tall. And it's like, it's like, okay, like, yeah, he's a great champion, but like, he's not doing anything. He's just literally standing on the apron and coming in, choke slamming somebody, and that's it. Um, but who knows? I mean, it could be really good. I really do like Riddle and Orton as a team, but I thought that they were going to break that team up and have it be Orton versus Riddle at SummerSlam. But no clue where Oregon has been. Uh, next, we see the 24-7 champion Reginald defending against R-Truth. Reginald gets the win, and I can't tell you how because I went to the bathroom during that match. Um, I actually did, too. Oh, gosh, we keep going to the bathroom. I guess we have, like, really flashlights or something, man. Um, it's not our fault that the fucking WWE brand sucks right oh now. God, it's terrible. Really nothing to talk there, just Reginald retaining. Then we are at our main event, the Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Ash, taking on Charlotte Flair. This is not for the title. Charlotte got the win after a roll-up. After the match, Charlotte Flair gets on the mic and tells Nikki, almost superhero, no one is in her league. Sorry, not sorry. Nikki takes the mic and says she... Wait, she changed herself almost one. She oh, Nikki almost zero says that after tonight she showed herself that she almost won, and she wants Charlotte Flair in a rematch next week. Charlotte says she can beat her any week. You got it. She attacks Nikki, sending her outside the ring, and Charlotte stands tall. Sorry, my hearing is really sloppy, you guys. I'm trying to like make out what I said. So pretty much, Charlotte Flair lays out Nikki almost a superhero, your Raw Women's Champion. Uh, we're gonna see this again next week, I think. What are your thoughts, Dan? No, we're probably gonna see it next week. Yeah. What do you think of um, you know, everything? It was. Eh. I don't really know what else to say about it. It wasn't too good. Yeah. Um, what was your breakout moment from Raw this week? Break a moment. That's tough. There was really nothing. Um, I, I, I guess if I had to pick something, it would probably be the uh, uh, Matt Riddle, John Morrison thing. Okay, that was a good match. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, 
John Morrison and The Miz are probably the best people on Raw currently, and they're not even doing anything. They're just the best. And like right now on the on the Raw brand, they're the fucking best. I don't care what anybody says. I think they're the better ones on the brand right now, and they're not doing anything, which is pissing me off. They need to do something. Yeah, I agree. Um, dude, it's uh, hard for me. It's it's really hard for me to make uh, a pick because I didn't enjoy anything. Um, I will say, surprisingly, I did enjoy seeing Drew McIntyre fuck up Jinder Mahal's goons. I guess that was that was very entertaining. I'll always have to have fucking people out. I just need to see him just like annihilate Jinder Mahal and all his idiots. Um, I guess that's it, really. Um, you know, it was good to see uh, Keith Lee, but he lost. So, so. That was it for Raw. Before we let you go, we're going to do a quick little uh, game with Dan, Macho Man Dan. I'm going to ask you some questions. Just give me your answers. Uh, don't think too much about it. All right. All right. Question one. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Growing up? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Probably CM Punk, actually. I, I always liked Punk. I always thought he was... He was always someone that stood out to me. A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub. Well, no. So, like, Punk was my favorite, like, from when I was, like, really start, like, when I first watched it. But, like, when I really started to get into it, it was easily Moxley. I love Dean Ambrose at the time. I loved him. He was my favorite. Okay. So, CM Punk and Dean Ambrose. Yes. Those two were always people who stood out to me. Okay. Who is your current favorite female wrestler or like your top two? Ooh, my favorite. Uh, well, obviously Rhea Ripley. Um, <laughs> I guess if I had to pick a second one, it would, unfortunately, it would actually probably have to be Nikki Ash because, or Nikki almost superhero. I'm sorry. Because none of them actually at least do good, I guess, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Um, who who has some of your favorite theme music? Ooh, my favorite th- <sighs> my favorite theme song of all time would easily not easily, but one of my favorite theme songs has to be um Drew McIntyre's old theme song "Broken Dreams." I I loved that theme song because when I Which like when I watched wrestling. I played WWE like, Raw vs. SmackDown 2011, and that song can constantly play on the... Uh, Which one was it, Dan? I'm trying to remember. How did it go? Uh, my dream, broken dreams. I'll make them come true. I, I'm an awful singer. for you, right? Okay, okay. I'm, I know I'm an awful singer. Yes, no, you can. I just, I just, now that you did that, I remember it. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, right. I also loved Randy Orton's Burn in My Light theme song. That was really good. The one where it goes, um, hey, hey nothing no, you can say. Can say. <laughs> now he's got a dream. I, I can't remember. We'll have yep. to insert that little song. Um, anyways. Um, okay, so Dan, what is your one of your favorite WWE wrestling angles? So, like, one of your favorite storylines? Oh, favorite storyline. Mm. <sighs> I would probably have to say the uh, 
build up to Money in the Bank 2011, where like CM Punk cut that pipe bomb promo. And then when he had that live contract signing with Vince, it's like, did you read the contract? Because I can actually push you whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Um, that was a big one. I also, this one people don't like or at least remember. I remembered so good. I loved the uh, Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose build up for Extreme Rules 2016. I loved that. Okay, okay. I'm trying to remember. It was like uh, Dean Ambrose uh, came out the insane of uh, the uh, Ambrose Asylum and Jericho's oh, like, oh, and they had the whole yeah, 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 okay. yeah, like the whole Mitch the Plant thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know it was stupid, but like uh, I, I don't know. I was young at the time, and I just thought it was funny. All right, two more. Well, yeah, two more. A wrestler you want to see more of? Rest, uh, what in WWE? That would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would easily be Miz and John Morrison. I love them. Okay. Um, and then last question. What for you was your most shocking moment in WWE? Ooh, most shocking. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I really can't think of that. Um. Like, does it have to be when I was, like, alive, or... No, like... it could be in your face. Oh, 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 it could be anything? Okay. I if mean, I had... whatever you saw that was, like, oh, that was, like, shocking to you, even if it was, like, before you were alive. Okay, okay. So I had to pick something that was shocking that was, like, any time. It would be when Stone Cold shook hands with Mr. McMahon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was watching he's that. Shaking hev- he's shaking hands with the devil himself. <laughs> he sure was he really was yeah that was a big i remember i was shocked too i was like wait what why is he working with him yeah it's like i was like i was really starting to get into wrestling and then i was starting to go back like to the attitude era watch shit like that and then i realized wait a minute when did stone cold become a heel yeah, i didn't know that stone cold that. ever became a heel yeah he sure as hell did and then you team Triple H after that. Ugh. Yeah, the two-man power trip. Dan, thank you for playing. We definitely will have more um, questions. We'll do like an episode where maybe we'll just do like trivia and facts about us with wrestling. But I love to it. before we go, I would like to thank you all for listening. Um, make sure you check us out on... Um, what is that? That's a weird uh Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, maybe we should talk over this. So um I don't know what's happening. This normally doesn't happen when we're on here. I don't know why Eric Bischoff's music is playing, but um okay. So know, this is weird. We'll have to keep uh, So okay guys, uh we're gonna take this out. Thank you for checking out. Maybe next week we'll have an answer. Like, I don't know what is happening there. We should probably cut this before we get top 10. Oh, I know. All right. Thank you guys for checking us out. I don't know what's happening. Um, someone is trying to, like, mess with our show. We don't want to get in trouble. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure you check out our next episode of uh, Raw Recap. NXT Recap is coming up next. Who is playing this? I thought maybe. All right, guys. Be safe, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.